You know how other people hoarded toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic? I hoarded tampons. (laughs) That's amazing. I will trade you a roll of toilet paper. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lainey, TV reporter, talk show host, and founder of LaineyGossip.com. And I'm Sasha, television producer and fashion reporter on LaineyGossip.com. This is a show where we get right up in your business. This is What's Your Drama. Posted something on Instagram about this candle company that was like crazy racist and um, everyone's been putting them on blast. Okay. Uh, it's fucked. But interestingly enough, I got some DMs about um, like how I felt about me posting that and canceling a small business because I had a small business. So I thought mm. that was, if we want to get topical, we can. Mm. But yeah. if we don't, then we don't have to. We can talk well, how, about it. How is this racist? How is this company racist? Um, they used the, they um, texted this black women uh, a black owned company by a woman in Vancouver and mm-hmm. used the n-word um told like what do you mean they used the n-word they said um they wanted to burn down oh they're like is this your place of business I want to burn your place down n-word uh talks about Jewish people um it's it's bad and it's a, it's Vancouver Candle Company do you want me to send you what yeah. it is so you can see it what to your cell phone yeah um, it's fucked. So I obviously posted about them and said, um, f- fuck these racist fucks. Um, if you own them or support them, unfollow. And then I got some people writing back like, well, like, how do you feel about canceling a small business? And it's fucking alarming. Anyway, I, I don't. My point being, I don't give a fuck about a small business if they're fucking racist assholes. She told her she wants her business to burn down. N word. And then the fucking third slide is like another atrocity to Jewish people. It's like what is going on? And this is like what you would imagine to be like a chic, fucking like live, love, laugh, fucking candle company. Are you okay? <laughs> You're not okay. Right? What is happening? Exactly. What is happening? And then someone asked me too. They DM'd me and was like, how do you feel about Reformation? I know they're your favorite brand. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, fucking done. I'm done with Reformation. What's going on, what's going on with Re- Reformation? Reformation, um, well, they've been called out for being um, uh, horrible to their... Um, Black salespeople never being able to rise up in the ranks. So the person from Reformation had to step down or has stepped down, but was basically like, we need to change. We have no um, people of color or black people 
at the leadership level. And so I was like, fuck it. Okay. Reformation's gone. Like none of this bothers me. Like I'm not, I'm not so like mutated in my brain that I'm like, Oh, but not reformation. My favorite, out of fuck next. I don't care. So this ideal idea of cancel culture and people being so upset about it, it's like cancel the racists. I think that in this moment, we have all recognized how maybe insensitive and irresponsible in the way of complacent that we've been. Mm. Like certainly things bother us, but there is a luxury of um, people who are not black can put it away. Yeah. And of course in the conversations and in what we're witnessing in the news, we realize that like for everyone who can put it away and focus on somebody, something else, for black people, it's not something like they can't take off their blackness, but also that pain stays with them. Like every time a Breonna Taylor is murdered, you know, black women everywhere feel it. There's a connection because they can see themselves in that. And, and so go ahead. Well, and that they've like, that they've shielded us from that too, which is, which makes that burden even more so, right? Like this distribution owner is like, I haven't wanted to share this. This has been going on for her for years. Yeah. And she had to fucking stomach that shit. And even releasing that, she felt uh, nervous about uh, about revealing those texts. And it's like, God, that is, that the fact that we have not been privy to, and that's probably just, well, is just one of millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of racist uh, things that have occurred to black people. And we're just finding about now too, or we've turned a blind eye to it, or we've still supported brands that we knew were kind of sketchy. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, oof, everything is just coming full steam ahead. And I love it. I think too, like it may be even insulting to some people that I'm even having this reaction of shock yeah. because yeah. my reaction of shock shows my privilege. Like wake up, Lainey, you know, people are using this word. And I know, I know that people are using this word, but like it's, at the same time, I think that like we all have to feel that collective disgust and this yeah. urgency and this intensity. Like, I don't know that we can, I don't know that we can, the, those of us who want to be allies and who are not black or indigenous can actually um, get away with putting it aside anymore. And, 100%. and I think that that is why on laneygossip.com, the website and on this podcast, we're continuing this conversation because they can't take a break. So we're not going to take a break. And mm -hmm. to you, if you're listening, if you're still listening, because yeah, you may have turned it off. The people who turned it off already have a privilege to turn it off and be like, I'm so done with this topic. I'm just going to go and yeah. do whatever. Post a selfie. Yeah. And that, or, or not even post a selfie, like go and whatever, read a book and not continue to feel this urgency. Like I do, I, this is what I'm saying is that I do think that we have a responsibility to carry on this urgency mm -hmm. with people in the black community because they can't, you know, it's not going to change if they have to do it alone. Oh, there's and, no checking out. That's, and, I think that's yeah. the thing. There's no And we've all out. failed them in a way. Oh, uh, we've failed them in many ways. So, um, so to those of you who are still listening, thank you. Thank you for listening to us talk about this because- um, it's the right thing to do. And it's happening in real time, right in front of our faces more yeah. so than ever. So it's like, yeah. 
fucking check those brands, check yep. the people out of your life. Like, yeah, all of that stuff. Anything that doesn't align with caring about black people and caring about indigenous people gets to go. Like, they gotta but, go. But also, like, talking to yourselves about it. Like, I mean, listen, I think all of us, I hope, have had to confront the shitty things about ourselves. Yeah. On top of being complacent. So that's, like, you know, the most the easiest thing to confess to yourself. But then it's also like, when have I made assumptions? Can I yeah. honestly say that I haven't made an assumption about black, a black person? Can I honestly say that I haven't spoken? No, no. Yeah. And that's what I'm kind of waiting for too is um, like people, like everyone you're hearing is like, you know, I've done some work. I've really thought about stuff. I'm kind of curious to now know when the wave will be when people start admitting what those are, like out loud. Mm. I think that will be the real change. And I'm seeing a lot of, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about it, and I think that's great, but no one's really actually admitting those things. And that's where I think when you can put – because people still don't want to admit it because what will people think? Will they get canceled? All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think if we're being really honest, then we've got to be really honest. Like when I was living at our old house and Corey and I were outside for some reason, we were coming back from a bar and it was Carabana in the city of Toronto, which is like this yeah. bump in city party. And this SUV rolled up tinted windows, rap music, like young black dudes, and they rolled down their window. And I was scared. Um, I remember mm-hmm. just being like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And they were the nicest people ever. <laughs> they were like, hey, where's like, they just wanted to know where to go downtown. They were like, what direction is downtown Toronto? Yeah. And they were like, the, like the loveliest, joyous people. And I remember in that moment being like, whoa, I'm such a fuck face. And even in the last two weeks, Corey and I have talked about that specific moment because we both caught ourselves being assholes, being biased, being racist, throwing throwing, uh, an idea of something onto absolutely innocent people just Mm -hmm. fucking having fun. So yeah, Yeah. it, it, and I have to do more thinking because I'm sure there are some fucked up shit I've done and fucked up thoughts I've thought before. Yep. I mean, we could probably spend the next hour listing off the uh, shitty things that we've thought and the yep. microaggressions that we've done. Um, and hey, if you're listening and you would like to listen to an episode like that, uh, please let us know. And I'm sure we can fill eight hours more <laughs> yeah. of yeah. the shittiness that that and own up to it. Um, that said, um, understanding that also eight hours of you and I recounting what assholes we are might also be triggering and disrespectful to true people of the black community as well who are listening. So if you're, you are listening particularly to our black listeners, um, if that was a trigger, if what we just shared was a trigger for you, we apologize. Um, we're trying to, um, we're trying to do better in confronting our own shortcomings in the past. And, um, a part of that is recognizing it and naming it, um, but also that's hurtful to you even to hear it because they, you know, probably they've been on the other side of that. So um, thanks so much for continuing to stick around if you're still there. Yeah. Should we get into some questions? Yes. Okay. So here are our questions. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I have a drama about my parents. I'm an only child in my late 20s. My parents are in their 60s and still working. They're having financial difficulties and I'm helping them by sending them some money every month. It's not a small amount, trust me. However, it is not enough for them and they keep asking for more. 
Initially, I feel really bad, as any child would, to help their parents. So I took from my savings to give them. And then it became more and more often, and the amount they're asking became greater and greater. Slowly, I started saying no, because honestly, it will drain up my savings. I have a decent job, but nowhere near rich. I think I should be smarter about saving money. I tried talking to them about ways to better their financial situation so it's not solely dependent on me. However, they refused any of my suggestions. It feels like they expect me to do this in return since when I was a child, they treated me very well and bought me anything I wanted. I used to be very close to my parents. We used to call or text all the time. Recently, our conversations become more and more about money. It's really hard and painful to talk about since we seem to have different principles about money. I started to ignore their calls or texts and just send them the monthly support. I feel really sad because I miss them. I couldn't talk to them anymore the way we used to. They are really wonderful people, kind and generous to others. I love them to death. I really don't mind helping them, but what they're asking is really beyond my means. What do you think I should do? Thank you for your advice. Mm. Oh, hard. <sighs> okay. Well, we, were almost, we were almost talking about this on my porch a couple of weeks ago about how um, like our parents ask us for stuff. <laughs> and my yeah. dad is uh, a Chinese man. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes in our culture, they expect us to um, take care of them and take care of them uh, well. <laughs> Um, for my dad, I've had honest conversations. Like he's like, Oh, when are you going to take care of me? Like, Oh, like, and always asking her, asks me for shit. And I'm like, I have no money. Like I can only give you what I can give you. Listen. And I say that I give him zero. My sister gives him the money because she's older. Yeah. But you have, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Mm -hmm. And this is what saddens me about this question is that she's already told her parents that. Um, and they're still not accepting of that. She, are you reading, rereading that? Have they? She says, I've told them. Read that, but there, it's like. Um, slowly, I started saying no. Okay, got it. Yeah, right? So she has voiced uh, the reasons. Well, actually, maybe that's the pr- problem. Maybe she's just said no, but has she explained why no? <laughs> um, and maybe that's the next step if she hasn't done that. Because if I mean, she says her parents were like these lovely, giving, warm people. I don't think they would want her chi- their child to like be in financial debt. You know what's interesting though is that at no point does Z reveal, reveal their gender. And it's really interesting that both of us assume that Z is a woman. Oh, Isn't yeah. that interesting? And I, I think that it's – I think it's worth talking about. It's, oh, you know, interesting. I didn't even think about that. It's wrong. Like, it's probably wrong. Like, but we all have these assumptions, right? We Mm -hmm. all have like, oh, if you're the person who's helping out the parents, like we all assign whatever qualities we think Z has, we assign them to women. Yeah, true. We assign them to women. And um, that's both of us. And I would imagine we're not the only ones. There are some people who are way more enlightened out there who are probably like, I don't know what, if this person is a man or woman or the, but we- the point is we were just like, this must be a woman. And yeah, it's true. I I also think it's worthwhile exploring why we assigned, like why we assume that this Z is a woman um, because of like the assumptions we both carry about who whose responsibility is it is. And also like, you know, where the burden for family and domestic labor comes from. Mm-hmm. Typically. And, and falls to, sorry. Yeah. 
Um, I agree with you. I mean, the bottom line is the bottom line. If you can't, you can't. But I don't know what culture Z is, but there are, it, I know it's heavier in certain cultures. Like you mm-hmm. and I both have Chinese backgrounds. Um, my husband has a Polish background. So for his parents, the attitude is parents should always, from day one to the time that they leave us, take care of the kids. Yeah. So his parents are constantly trying to like give us money and sending totally. us money. And yeah. we're like, yeah. oh, please save your money. Like, don't want it. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and all he's trying to buy us shit. Whereas I'm from a Chinese family and in a Chinese family, there's this concept of filial piety. It comes from Confucius. Yes. Here's everybody's like culture lesson. <laughs> Confucius, uh, ha- like, you know, Chinese attitudes and Chinese familial structures are set by Confucius are like, you know, follow the Confucian um, standard. And in Confucian standard, you owe your parents everything, everything. So your parents Mm -hmm. will take care of you. Of course, that's their duty until you become independent. And then you spend the rest of your life thanking your parents. Totally. (laughs) Through their bank account. Yes. Often because that is the most tangible demonstration of love. Like, yes, you can hug, you can say sweet nothing. You can like, you can bake whatever, but for Chinese people, it's not like we're a materialistic society. It's, we are a practical society. And so practical means like tangible things that you can touch, things that you can see, things that you can show. So if it's an abundance of food, if it's building in the back, back in the day, you would build a house in the village for your parents to show them things. Right. Um, and so I, I wonder what culture Z is because I can see there is a certain pressure that comes from a cultural expectation to take care of your parents. And Z is obviously carrying a lot of guilt. Yeah. My, because and, I'm and Chinese. And with it too. And that yeah. comes with it too. And I, and I was obviously, the assumption I made was that Z was obviously from a non-white family because, you know, from what you see, even like with Corey, like that, that is like they yeah. send them a check and it comes right back or it gets ripped up in front of them. Like that would yeah. never happen with yeah. my dad. Yeah. Um, but all, Your dad would like rush, like my parents he would, would add rush to zero. the bank. Yeah, He would like, add another zero. <laughs> he would forge another zero. Um, but the idea of the guilt then too, right? Because mm-hmm. the way that you're brought up is not only, yes, that ideology, but that, um, but that idea of, if you can't do it, then you're a failure or that you're failing your parents, right? Yes. So we get it. We get Z. We feel or we feel him um, and understand where he or she is coming from. But I feel like there, I feel like that's the little missing link is I know that Z has said no, but to what extent and with what explanation? And I think that is key because it doesn't sound like they have a, a dysfunctional relationship, I think what's torn them apart is they maybe have not had a real conversation about what mm-hmm. is actually manageable. Yeah. Um, so I would, I would, I would ask Z to have that, that conversation. Yeah. How direct have you been? Even though like, yes. you know, there are also certain cultures where like directness, like Chinese people are so direct about money. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the stuff that you've written about your mom or you told us about your mom, where it's like, hands out, like, give me, yeah. give me. But also, no, it's direct about disclosing money. Like, I have this much money. You know how um, oh, in yes. certain Western cultures, it's considered uncouth to have money conversations and, you know, the etiquette is to never talk what? Religion, sex, and money? Mm-hmm. 
Chinese people talk like I bought my house for this much. And I, you know, uh, when I went on holiday, we spent this much money. And yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so but maybe it is about I don't know, Z, if you haven't had the direct straight up. Hey, listen, I'm out of money. And yeah. this is what I pay for my rent every month. This is what I pay for my food every month. And what's left over, I give to you. I need yeah. to save. Um, I don't know how much you've disclosed to them, but I would be curious to know from you what their reaction to that was. Um, and, um, you know, it may just be as simple as a miscommunication that all of your efforts to educate them on how they can save money better, maybe they misconstrued that as, oh, she's fucking wasting our time with these. There I go again. They are wasting their time with these lessons of uh, how to budget when um, it when I bet you it's because they don't want to give us money anymore. Maybe totally. they feel insulted yes. about that. So yes. Yes. try and um, because I know my parents would if I started ask, telling my parents and training. First of all, my dad's an accountant, so I would never need to train him on how to <laughs> save money. But if I did, they would immediately jump to the worst conclusion. I guarantee you that's what they would do. And they would say, she's a selfish, little selfish <laughs> child who doesn't want to give us money anymore because it's happened before, by the way. Um, right. Anyway, so I wonder, yeah, if the more direct approach. I, I think that's the only way to do it. And, and let us know follow up with us if that isn't a tactic you've taken and then we can take it from there. But I feel like yeah. that is probably something I feel like you would have told us Z if that's something you had done already. So I don't think no is um, where you leave it. I think you have to explain why no exists yeah. in your life. But ultimately too, you have to release yourself. You already do what you do. You give them the monthly support um, and you're stressing about it. You are, I mean, I want you to hear this as corny as this sounds like you've done enough. You are doing enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to help you release yourself from that guilt. Yeah. So Z, good luck and let us know. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, all right, next. Hi, please keep my name anonymous. All right, let's give this person a name. Um, all, we don't have to hear the story first? Okay, right. Don't you want to feel the vibe? Yes, Fuck. yes, yes. Okay. Okay. I have a situation that's been causing me stress and anxiety, and I do not know how to deal with it or move past it. I'm not directly involved, but my family is, and it's causing me many tears, sleepless nights, and constant worry. My brother, Joe, these names have been changed. My brother, Joe, and sister-in-law, Susan, have been married for about nine years. He's eight years older than she is, and they have two children, six and nine. My brother has had the same friend group for many years, most since childhood. We live in a smallish town where most people know each other. One of my brother's best friends, Conrad, and his girlfriend about seven years spent a lot of time together until Conrad and his girlfriend broke up. However, Conrad still looked to them for support and friendship. He spent many days and evenings at their family home with them and their children. Oh, I, I'm feeling some, I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. some soap opera some, shit here. Some sketchy stuff. Yeah. Susan, my sister-in-law, has two sides to her. 
she can be very kind and sweet, but also has a temper and likes to gossip. Several months ago, my brother was out of town. He returned to Susan in a foul mood and they ended up arguing. In this fight, she blurted out that Joe was invisible to her and she has feelings for Conrad and Conrad also has feelings for her. This cut him deep and blindsided him. My brother looked at phone records and discovered hours of communication between the two. He assumed his marriage was over and was physically and emotionally sick over it. They talked through it and decided to work on their marriage, even though she refused counseling. He called Conrad and said he was no longer welcome in his life. Conrad, of course, denied everything and begged him not to throw away 20 years of friendship. Fast forward several months. I, okay. Wow. There's like so much more to the story and I can't imagine where else this can go. Okay. Fast forward several months. She spent time at her friend's house with her and her friend's husband. Conrad showed up and the four of them hung out all night. My brother was unaware until much later. Conrad also touched base with her on her birthday and who knows what other communication has been happening. Joe discovered a 10 minute phone call between them just two days ago and has broken up about it. Somehow, Conrad has weaseled his way back in with Susan, and he's reportedly called her his support system. He's single and has been quarantined alone during COVID-19. Every time Susan goes for groceries, she's gone for an hour and a half. Could she be meeting up with him? My brother feels defeated and helpless. He spoke to a family member about it who filled me in. He doesn't know that I know. I can't stop thinking about my sweet, innocent niece and nephew who love nothing more than their family. These are kids who do not who would not do okay if their parents split up. I want so badly to show up at Conrad's door and punch him in the face. He's lucky I'm not a violent person. How do I deal with this information holding it all in? How do I protect my family member who's going through such pain? How would I help the kids if their parents split? What should my brother do? Chances are I will bump into Conrad once we're out of lockdown. How do I deal with this? I legit hate his guts. Please help me. I cannot talk to anyone about this since I'm not okay with rumors or gossip being spread about my family. Sincerely an empath in pain. Well, empath, let's just call you um, Teresa. Mother Teresa. Is that Mm -hmm. where you're going with that? Uh, Well, I know you're going to say the same thing I'm going to say, which is... I don't know. I fucking... I would... Listen, we have the time. We should entertain every fucking scenario <laughs> of options. I'm just saying. I know, like, yes. if you want to go, fine. I can sit here alone and entertain the options because <laughs> I am full. I'm in full on fantasy mode right now. I feel for you, Teresa. I, you have turned me into an empath. Um, yeah, right. But I okay, feel yes, for, for the I feel situation. for Teresa. I feel for Joe. And I even feel for Susan. Don't because, you dare. No, no. Because no. I think that Susan, listen, I don't feel for Conrad. Conrad's a fuck boy. Uh, Yes, in this situation, for sure. And I feel like Susan is being toyed with. Like, okay, of course Susan is not innocent. Like, yes, Susan has her problems. So Joe deserves the most empathy, of course. But I do, Susan's being dicked around by this Conrad. But is that? Used. But but I don't have, sure. I mean, I don't think Susan's like an evil human, but. When Teresa's like, oh, I'm so mad at Conrad. Be mad at Susan. Uh-huh. Su- Susan is You're a related married- to Susan. Yeah. You're related to Susan. She, you know, has your brother's heart. And yeah. she's fucking literally throwing a pile of dog shit on it and lighting it on fire. Like, 
Susan is where I think the problem lays. And sure, you might have empathy for Susan, but I'm like, Susan knows what's up. Susan knows when she goes out for an hour and a half shopping, like a grocery shop, which you're not really allowed to do anyway during COVID. You have to be in and out. That she's doing something fucking sketchy. Here, the here's the thing. I think that we, with all due respect to Teresa, Teresa has one side of the story. And granted, most of us only have one side That's of the story. That's all we have on this fucking podcast. You're right. <laughs> but here's, here's, in my experience, when infidelity occurs, it's not always the evil, like, I'm just going to cheat on you and hurt you. Um, there's sometimes often, it is, but okay, fine. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes you're married to an asshole who goes on Ashley Madison for no reason. I get it. And those are the ones, those are the stories that are sensationalized. The boring stories though, if I can give that that word, are that there are people in pain and they make mistakes and you can't, like, it's not black and white. Listen, I'll tell you, if we're talking about biases and, you know, what we did to the last, um, what we did with Z, assuming that um, Z was a woman, it's sort of the same thing about this. We sometimes, I find too, that I will give more leeway to a woman who's cheating because I'm like, oh, she must not be like emotionally filled in her relationship. Sometimes women can be straight up fucking cheaters. Who mm-hmm. are like, of course, have no emotion to it and are fucking a holes, right? Of course. And, is, and of course, we have stated that Teresa is giving us one side, and one of the one sides she gave us is that Susan can be like split personality, nice, and also a big old biatch. So I'm taking that as maybe Susan is a shitty partner who is doing some shitty things behind her husband's back. I think that is, I'm not saying that's not a possibility. I'm saying that is a legitimate possibility and that is very valid. I'm also saying it could very well be possible that Susan has her issues. Like, I'm, the point is, is that we don't know anything until we talk to Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is this where we take, maybe this is where we take the podcast to the next level. We start fucking... FaceTiming people in. That would be my dream. Okay, yes. We need to hear from Susan. That is one option, is for Teresa to hit up Susan and Mm. be like, hey, I heard. I want you to know I I, I want you to know. I see you. Yeah, I see you. I want you to know I know. That's my brother. What are you doing? Are you hurting my brother? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, that would probably be, and listen, it might not be the right tactic but i know that if this was happening like kicking in conrad's door could be a tactic but i mean we're not violent and we don't want to go there so and plus it doesn't it doesn't get rid of the problem right um she can't really control conrad susan is in the family susan should be i think listen so i'm I'm split part of me is like (laughs) i think Teresa just needs to wait on the side this is what i really do think okay (laughs) Teresa really should Wait on the sidelines. Stay out of it. Yes. Stay out of it. Right? Because that is the right thing to do. Uh Stay out of it. Yes. Wait on the sidelines until she needs to pick up her brother's heart and really be there. Because at this point, she, Joe doesn't know that Teresa knows. Right? That's right. So, yeah. However. That is the right thing to do and to be patient and pick up your brother's pieces. However, I don't think Teresa wants to do that. (laughs) Well, Teresa also says she doesn't like drama, gossip, that sort of stuff. So 
If she doesn't, that is, again, the right move to make, which is wait on the sidelines. If Dude, you this like is going to blow. This is going to blow into the town. Small town, will. people are already talking. So if she wants to blow some shit up and stir the pot, I wouldn't talk to Joe about it. I would I would pull Susan over and say oh, yeah. exactly what you just said, which is, I see hey, you. I fucking see you. What are you doing? I see every move. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the moves, right? Number one, hang back. It's none of your business, really. It's not your relationship. And all you can do is continue to be supportive and loving of both your niece and nephew and your brother when and if they need you. That is, don't meddle. That is, yes. That is textbook right answer to give you. However. (laughs) (laughs) Because this isn't our life. (laughs) Listen, people are gossiping already. Of course they are. If she knows about it, people are already gossiping. It's gotten around. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's somehow come around to her. The, the other couple that Susan and Conrad hung out with on the low, like, uh, uh, who, how do you know that that other couple, ha- have, like, hasn't told other people? So you don't even know in this town how many people are whispering about Susan and Conrad. Listen, if there is, if this is happening real time COVID, no one has anything to talk about. So if this is what they can latch on to, everybody knows. COVID infidelity. (laughs) COVID infidelity. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. COVID gossip for sure. And in a small town. So anyway, Teresa, what we're saying is that... You've made it very clear. You're like, I don't want people talking about my family. Guess what? Um, you don't like the gossip, but your family is already on the gossip wires. Yeah. So since it's boomeranged back to you what the situation is, um, you could hit up Susan. Hey, Sue, I see you. I know what you're doing. You're filth. Yeah. You're hurting my brother. So if this is what you want, you want to run off and fuck your brains out with Conrad, do it quickly so that Joe can start healing and recovering and moving on without you. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell him. Can there not yeah. be threat? I like a threat of if you don't fucking zip this shit up tight now, make your decision now, I'm going to fucking tell Joe. You almost don't have to. You love a a good whisper network. You almost don't have to because, hey, listen, if, if I know you wouldn't, but if someone confronted you like that, wouldn't you be like, oh shit, they know my secret. How long before they tell it? Like you don't have all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't have to, Teresa, you don't have to articulate if you don't, I will. It's come on. It's okay. Telling Sue that, you know, already implies that. Sue is at risk of being exposed. Plus, are we even sure Sue fucking cares? Like she well, already we'll she already blurted it out once when they had a big fight that she has feelings for Conrad. So it's out there. She went out to this other couple's place to hang out and Conrad came over. So it's not like they're sneaking around. That's why I feel like we shouldn't be like, oh, Sue, poor Sue, you're dealing with well, some stuff. No, I, what that doesn't listen, apply with me. And hey, listen, if we're adding another layer to this, maybe Joe and Sue, because they don't like this is a family that doesn't love to gossip, 
um, maybe they're both, they've had these discussions, you know, you never know, right? And it would be really embarrassing for Joe to tell his sister Teresa this was happening. So you never really know what's going on, uh, you know, between their, their walls of their household. So this, this is why, if we were being responsible people, lady, is we tell Teresa to stand down. Stand down, stand mm-hmm. by, because that would be, mm-hmm. that might, and that might bring the most gratification. Mm-hmm. That might bring the most gratification. Yeah, because you know what the other risk of telling Sue is, or talking to Sue? You never know what other secrets come out. You have to be prepared. This is what I'm saying. Yes, chances are weighing heavily that Joe is innocent, but you never know what goes on between people privately in their relationship. I say this off Sue or yeah, yeah. I I say this with experience. I say this with experience, having known a few couples where there was infidelity. And when it all came out, the person who was being unfaithful was dealing with some horrible, heavy shit. Mm. Okay. So I'm not saying, listen, Teresa, the chances are Joe is innocent and awesome. But again, no one knows what goes on between two people in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if you are going to confront Sue, which of course is not the right thing to do on paper, but if you do prepare, be prepared that you're not going to like what you hear. Mm. And unleashing more more gossip. Yeah. Um, As for, but listen, one note about Sue and what you said, how your niece and nephew would not do well. Um, it's, I'm from divorced parents, Sash, and then my parents got back together, so they fucked me up twice. (laughs) You are Um, from divorced parents. It's worse for kids to stay in a home, like, where the relationship is broken, but they force themselves to stay together. I'm so glad you brought that up, because I was going to, I, I actually, I just didn't bother going there, but when you read that part, I was like, listen, that was the best shit my parents did for me. Like, I remember hearing them, like, break up and I was at the top of the stairs and I was happy. Happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, boo-hoo, this is sad that I'm listening to my parents fight and, like, literally end their marriage. But I was like, yes, thank God. Fucking let me be free from this drama. Yeah. they see. They see, they know, they feel. Yeah. I I think that – I think that there is an assumption – I'm just going to say, and this may not be the right way of saying it, but it's old-fashioned, this assumption Mm -hmm. that children will be more damaged um, if their home is quote-unquote broken than they would if their parents force themselves to stay together. Children are resilient. I find the ones that um, took it the hardest were the ones where their parents waited, 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 and then they got divorced like later in high school. Yeah. I find those are the ones that are way more emotionally damaged from yeah. it than the ones that like their parents cut that shit out like early on. Like yeah. the, I feel like the li- longer you drag it on, the the more trauma and um and issues they have. Yeah. I I for sure. I I agree with you. And and the thing is is that Everything about the world is scary right now. They're living in a pandemic. You know, um, we're all confronting like police brutality 
and anti-Black and Indigenous racism. Um, you can't protect them from reality. Yeah. And um, I get it. Like, I get it. We all, everybody wants to, like, be raised in, like, a home with baking bread and kitchen and loving and whatever. It just, relationships don't work out, you know? They really don't. As long as everything is dealt with in a caring and kind uh, way in the split, people can be happy. So I I don't want you to stress about that. As long as the children are loved and cared for and everybody prioritizes them, they're going to be okay. Yeah, I agree. Good. I'm glad you made that point. Okay. Final question. I would like you to know this final question has a picture attached to it. Oh, okay. Hey, Sasha, is it fair to commute five hours just to meet for a date with a total hottie? Okay. 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 So um, I'm assuming the hot, I'm, I'm not going to look at it until I look, I need okay. to look at it. Okay. When I say hot, I mean hot. Okay. So then you use- go look. <laughs> <laughs> He's six feet, has a six pack and is blonde. We've been messaging every day. See pics below. Okay. I'm looking at these pics right now. I only gave you one, I think by accident, but the, the second one is really like whatever. The first one's where you need to be okay. at. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I get, I know what you're going to Okay. Not so our, not our thing. We, <laughs> not our type. Can we just describe? So here's someone who is like the California version of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes. Like good. Yes. You know, crew cut hair. He is um, shirtless. He's ripped. Um, I suppose he has a strong jaw. Sure. Um, He's like a better looking Val Kilmer when Val Kilmer was young. Oh, no, no, no. Val Kimmer was the hotness in Top Gun. Oh, fine, 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 fine. You're fine. But that's a really good example. That's a really good comparison. It's like very California. California white man, blonde hair. Picture that and that's who you have. But but also like really, like he has, this is, I don't know, maybe I don't know the youngs these days, but he's, this is very 80s. This look is very 80s. It feels it is, right. it is very uh calif- it is very uh, Val Kilmer and Top Gun. Okay. So Fair, he, right. like you. he's got a smirk on his face. He thinks he's the shit. Um any okay, anyway, we this yeah. is we're not being asked to <laughs> we're not being asked if we think he's attractive. Anyway, not my type, but I can not understand why some people might find he's hot. Okay. Um, we haven't gotten super in depth, but the conversation is interesting and flirty. What catches my eye the most though, is his vulnerability and that he shares it on social media. So openly he encourages people to ask him questions on Instagram. So he answers each one publicly on his story. He doesn't shy away from, (laughs) sorry, I, I'm already getting catfish vibes, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't shy away from posting about being hurt and rejected in the past by love. Originally, I thought he would just be a vacant gym rat, but now I'm thinking he's a lot more in tune with himself mentally and emotionally. I want someone like that. A hot face without a brain is not hot to me. I generally go for older men and women because people my age tend to be just a pretty face, but somehow I think that's not him. I know it's COVID-19 and we should be indoors 24-7, but I have been self, self-isolating all these months, so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't lonely. The most I'll do outside is bike ride alone, but I have five different masks that I wear on different days. I was kind of a germaphobe before it was even considered cool, so it is possible for me to 
So is it possible for me to go there five hours away just to meet up with a guy? My car broke. A commute that normally takes an hour and 30 minutes is going to take hours because there's no train that goes straight there. But if I pack my Lysol wipes and wear my mask, I should be fine-ish, right? My heart says meet him because I won't ever get this opportunity. I mean, bear with me. I'm a knockoff Jessica Alba and he's sculpture of David Hot. He's a fucking masterpiece. I don't know. A knockoff Jessica Alba is <laughs> that's, that's pretty that's, damn good. That's I would want to be a knockoff Jessica yeah. Alba. I don't know what that's you're like- talking about, girl. Okay, but there is a small part of me that doesn't want to go because of COVID and because I don't want to come on too strong. I'm a double Aries and a Leo, so when I feel it, I'm super passionate. I'm not scared to make the first move either. I've hit on men and women twice my age, and I'm in my 20s. I used to work in sales selling to CEOs, so when you get rejected every second on the job, you no longer see rejection as an obstacle in your love life either. For the sake of my health, should I drop him or take the risk? Okay. Um, All right. This, this is, I know what you're going to say because what are you going to say? Well, I, I know what you think I'm going to fucking say, and I'm not going to say that right now, but I am going to say that what I said off the top, I'm getting catfish vibes. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because you kind of nailed it for me when you were like, this looks like a throwback picture. I don't know many men in the 2020s that do, that look like that. You know, like I've seen a lot of white surfer, white, like Cali babes, and they don't look like that. Like that, that, that first is my tip. When you said that, I was like, oh, maybe this is a catfish because it doesn't even look like a real fucking picture. It looks very catalog, like taken from a catalog. No? A little bit, a little bit. But I mean, like, listen, I'm assuming that, I'm assuming that um, this Do person- Do you remember? No. Let me bring this up. Do you remember our friend who had that hot guy, that model, and like he didn't Oh my exist? God, yes. So this is where I'm going with that. That yeah. has like, I almost have like weird, like- I think I was the one who people. found it, right? You did. I was you the did. one who found that he was a model. Yes, yes. Okay, so just to give you the guys the background, we we have a friend who's on dating apps and she was like, oh my God, this guy I've been talking to is so hot. And never he, seen anyone more beautiful in my life. Never, <laughs> ever seen anyone un, more beautiful in my he's life. He's unreal. It's so yeah. crazy how hot. And we were like, oh, I was about to say her name, so I'm not going to say her name. We no. were like, ah, uh, like what? Wow. And so we go back and forth about this for days. And then I can't remember either she stopped talking to him or whatever. And then I don't know, one day I was taking a shit and I was like messing around on Instagram yeah. and like, <laughs> like months I, later, but I was, that's what I was doing, yeah. right? I was taking a shit. Yeah. And yeah. I was messing around on Instagram and I, it was my explore page. Yes. I was on, on the explore page and I was like, oh, who's this guy he's so hot? And I was like, he looks really familiar. And then I kept, I flipped through his Instagram and I was like, oh my God, this is the guy. Yes. And he has like, and yeah, he is a model, like a legit model who, I don't know, is from Sweden or something. And I was like, anyway, so it, this happens. So that makes me feel that way. And also I would, what was our readers? <laughs> what was our writer's um, name? I don't think they gave us one. Okay. Whatever your name is. <laughs> I would also like to know it, uh, where this person lives. If you live in a city, is he asking you to come to like, like a country or like, or like a, uh, like a. I don't know, like a suburb or something because suburb boys do not look like what he looks like. So that would be your, that would be your second tip to find out if you're being catfished. Like if he's making you go to like a small town, 
Oh, I think suburb suburb boys totally look like this because with the shorts that he's wearing, come on. Only like, right? Nobody in like New York is wearing those shorts. Fine, but I'm just wondering, I would like to know, this distance sounds very far. I know she said it's like an hour and a half, but it'll be five hours if she doesn't drive. Just like, I need more details. I need more details. There are some Photoshop signs in this photo like right can, see how the the railings on the 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 the, the oh, I have to open it railings on the um go look and see the railings on the photo are blurry oh my god wait wait let me see okay I see that the rails are blurry but that could just be like camera skills like um oh my god I can't stop looking at that picture okay fine I am just saying be careful please like google can I be catfished? How can you tell you're being catfished? Figure that out and make sure that nothing is sketchy. You know, at no point has has she told us. They just text, right? They just text. Can you please just FaceTime first? Can you just FaceTime yes. first? Yeah. Yes. Can you, please, I, we need a part two for this. Please, 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 please. Did you actually, did you see the Photoshop suspicion I have there? Yeah, but I just told you that I think that it could be, like they, that, that happens with that, the, like the, iPhone 10 or something, right? You can do okay. that kind of like okay. blurry. I don't know. It's just a weird place to be blurry. Um, okay. So can we, we need, can you just please FaceTime? Just first step. I, cause I'm not going to shoot down. If this is legit, I promise you, I'm not going to shoot down my encouragement of you like hopping on a train or where, however the fuck you're going to get there for five hours. Sometimes Even in a pandemic, you're cool. Sometimes, with that. Well, listen, we talked about this at the beginning of the pandemic. And I remember that it was that person who wrote in about her daughter and like yes. people have to go get the D and some people just need the D. I mean, it's been a long time. Restrictions are lifting. Um, you know, you only live once carpe diem, love, love, love. So I promise you, I'm not going to be the one to shoot down you going five hours. I just want you to be safe. So just make sure he's real before we figure out together how you're going to travel five hours to go get some dick during a pandemic. That's fair. That's fair. I I feel like that's why I just need to quell my worries and make sure that she sees that this person actually exists in human form. So keep us posted. It might not be the answer that you want right now, but we want to do a follow-up on this. So please keep us updated. Great. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for learning with us. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And keep your questions coming to Sasha at LaineyGossip.com. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.